provocative podcast. If you are listening today, you guys probably see on the screen there's a new picture. I have uh, decided I wanted to change things up, right? I been sticking to the same logo for two years. And when I first came out with the logo for the podcast, um, it's what I wanted. I, I honestly don't know why I picked the purple and the neon color, but it is what it is. That's what I picked at that time. And for a long time, for the last, like, I want to say six months, I've been wanting to just redirect it, change it, um, make it more. Um, I didn't know exactly what direction I wanted it. And then now I was like, I just want it to be me because the podcast is about me, right? My life and my my opinions and what my thoughts are. And so I just wanted more of an adult vibe. So I changed it. It's a picture of me wearing the, literally the exact same thing I'm wearing right now, which I thought it was nice to have the first podcast episode with a new logo dress up like the picture. So it's me, guys. I'm just really excited just to um, have a new direction to the podcast and things are going to change the same. We're still, if you're new to the channel, it's a lighthearted podcast episode, <laughs> podcast, um, where we talk about relationships. We talk about sex. We talk a lot more about mental health and, um, just motivation than what I originally thought the podcast was going to be about, but I love it. You guys love it. And I love sharing. I love sharing my life with you guys, especially on the podcast. I think it's, um, it gives me a, a chance to really connect with every single one of you. And um, it's just amazing to have your support. So we haven't really talked about sex in a while, which if you guys want me to talk about sex, I will. In the beginning, I talked about sex a lot. And then I feel like because, guys, I, I, I've i said it before, we made sure it's same dick, different day. It doesn't really change much, right? It's the same shit every day. <laughs> but I am more than happy to talk to you guys about sex if that's something that you guys want me to bring up. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to, wanted to, uh, share that with you guys. If you guys notice a little logo, it's, it's different. Um, but yeah, welcome guys. I am so excited because first, before we get into today's episode, the announcements of the events, drum roll, drum roll, please. Um, all right guys, it is the provocative experience. Experience. It is happening. It is happening November 11th, 11-11. Guys, when I was planning this, I was so excited. I wanted it to mean something to me. And this date was just, it happened so naturally. I didn't even force it. I've been seeing 11-11 for the last two years. And um, I've seen almost every single day to this day. Literally just saw it today. And I am just so grateful that I was able to pick that date. Like I wanted to pick a date in November. Sorry, I got something in my lash. Hold on, give me a second. So I wanted to pick a date in November that um, was like, I just, oh, Saturday, November. And then when I picked it, I was like, it's going to be like the second Saturday of November because the first Saturday I'm busy, the third Saturday I'm busy. So Chris was like, okay. And he took out his calendar. He's like, you do realize that's the 11th. I'm like, okay, the 11th. He's like, 11, 11. I was like, oh. 11-11, so 11-11, guys, the provocative experience is happening here in Houston at the Alligator Club. It is going to be for the women. It's going to be a women's empowerment event for the women in you who is ready to step into a new level of confidence as a strong, sexy, independent woman. If you are ready to let go of any belief that you have about yourself, about your past, this is the event for you guys. It's going to be a full day seminar with um, self-improvement workshops, guest speakers, guest interviews. Um, it's going to be a luncheon where you get to connect and network with like-minded women. And it's just going to be an amazing 
time. So a little bit of info. It'll be 11-11. We're going to start early in the morning with a 5K run slash walk. I don't think anyone, any, any, it's not for everyone who wants to run. Like if you don't want to run, you don't have to run. So I put walk because it's more about connecting. I want everyone to get a chance to talk to each other. It's, you, it's not, you know, it's not obligated. You don't have to go, but it's part of the experience. Um, I want everyone to just wake up early, have the sun with that, like start your day with some vitamin D outdoors. You guys know I am a big advocate on being outdoors and walking and things like that. And I want us to start our day with a clear mind. So I'm going to probably put you guys through like a breath work or something in the morning. Um, it's going to start early, gives you a chance to go back to your hotels or home, get ready, shower, change, and then head to the venue. It'll be from 12 to right now we're thinking six or 7 PM. As long as it takes guys to get everything of value to you guys. I am so excited. I am planning this out with my friends and Hannah and she's helping me out a lot and um, the direction we want to go with. But I'm just really excited because this will be, I haven't done an event in a really long time. I did an event a few years back, but for the podcast, this is our first ever event. So the provocative experience, guys, I'm just so excited. The guest speakers I have lined up for you guys is incredible. It's going to be talking about health, mental health, how to deepen the uh, uh, relationship within yourself. We're going to talk about confidence. We're just going to, it's going to be a great, great time. Tickets are very limited. So it is first come first serve tickets will be available today. You guys are watching this Thursday. It will be available today day. Um, the website will be in the link in the bio on the podcast and link in the bio in my personal Instagram, Jazzy fit, as you guys know. And, um, yeah, so first come first serve, there is a general ticket, but there are also VIP tickets. There's only a very small limited amount of VIP tickets with those VIP tickets. Um, once you read it, it'll say as well, but just give you guys a little rundown. You guys will have one-on-one -on -one time with me. I will be having lunch separately. So these individuals will get to have a one-on-one -on -one lunch with me in a separate room. Um, I will be connecting with everyone, of course, but with these VIP, you guys get a really, uh, to dig deep into me, we get to actually have conversations one-on-one. -on -one. You will also get VIP entrance. So you'll be the first ones to come in and you will also get VIP sitting. So where we'll be sitting in front of the stage, you guys will be up first in the first few rows. So, um, yeah. And then you guys will also get a separate goodie bag, a, a, a different goodie bag. So that's a little bit more about the VIP. Um, but I'm just really excited to have you guys there. I am so pumped and I'm so so ready. Um, I will be trying to figure out because I did want to do something co-ed and I know a lot of you have your significant others that listen to, or you travel with them, finding a way to kind of include them in this. If not like while we're, while we're in our morning walk, maybe they're at the gym or something like that with Chris, I'm trying to work out, um, a plan so that if you want to bring your significant other, not to the event, but to like, um, to Houston, right. If you're from not from here and you want to travel with your significant other, they can have something to do as well. But if not, you guys can make it a girl's trip. So there's the information for the provocative experience guys. I'm so, so excited. All right, guys. So let's get into today's, um, episode, which I'm going to do a little intro first, but today's episode is going to be about me. Cause guys, I turned 29 three days ago, two days ago on Monday. Um, I'm filming on Wednesday and yeah, my back hurts a little bit more. <laughs> no, I feel the same, right? I feel the same. I'm really excited for my 30th. Um, but I'll talk a little bit more about 
the age thing when we get into the podcast, but it's just going to be about me, my recap of this year, what I've learned, what I'm taking away from it, things that I feel like maybe you guys could take away and include into your uh, personal life. But before we get into it, haven't done an intro of like just things um, what's going on in my life. Shows. Let's get into shows. The best show I've ever watched in my entire life has been this show. I don't know. I was so hesitant. This is another thing. I'm so hesitant sometimes. I resist and I resist things that people tell me are going to be good for me. And I resist. And then I'm like, nah, whatever. And then I do it or I watch it. And then I'm like, why did I wait so long? Ted on Apple TV. If you have not watched Ted on Apple TV, Ted Lasso. Sorry, I always just say Ted. Ted Lasso on Apple TV. Oh my God, you need to watch that show. It is just so empowering, so inspiring. I feel like I learned so much about him and I, it made me want to be someone like him. He's so positive. So he's a coach. He's a soccer coach, um, where they call football in the, uh, in England, in London. And, um, he's moving, he's, he's moving from the States from, uh, what is it? Kansas? No, Kansas from Kansas. Yeah. And he's actually a football coach in the States where he goes and he train, he coaches soccer over there and just his journey, everyone else's journey around them is just so inspiring dealing. I've told you guys time and time again, athletes really make a person being, uh, not athletes, sorry, sports really make a person. And, um, just really seeing, these characters, the character development within the show and how these characters change and, um, the, the life experiences that go through is just really, really cool to see. It's been one of my favorite shows. Like I was so sad it ended and, um, I highly, highly recommend Chris highly, highly recommends. What do you give it out of 10, baby? Eight and a half, nine. Eight and a half, nine? Why? I mean, no action. No action? Oh, there wasn't, yeah, there was not a, like sex action or what? No. Oh, just action. I give it a nine and a half. I think if it had a little bit more sex, it'd be a little fun, better. It'd be like a 10, but it was so good. I loved it. I loved it. Um, we just, honestly, there hasn't been other shows we're watching. We just finished. I don't watch reality TV guys. You know that, but I got into the ultimatum last season. So I watched the new season. Chris ended up watching it with me. Um, you know, I think sometimes you do have to give your significant other an ultimatum. I think if it's at the point where like you've been together for the, with this person for so long and they're still not ready to commit to you, then you really got to ask yourselves like, okay, what's going on? If I know I'm ready, why are you not ready? And, you know, sometimes you do have to ask yourself that a lot of people throughout the shows, um, you know, they say, I've been worried about why this person doesn't want to marry me instead of looking in and asking myself, do I actually want to marry this person? Or am I just getting caught up in the, the whole marriage idea? Right. And I think sometimes it takes like an inner, you, you got to look at in inward in yourself. Um, there was a girl on there that I actually really loved her style. She was just not ready to commit to marriage. She was just like, business this, business that. I'm so busy. All I do is work. All I do at work is work and this and that. And I'm like, oh, Lord. I was like, man, that's a that's a very ambitious woman. But I also makes you realize, like, life is not just about work. And it takes a lot of work to build a strong love and relationship. And some people, I think they think that love is weakness, but I think love is 
can bring a lot of strength into your life, a lot of strength into your relationship. I think when you are truly in love with someone and you have that support system, you become stronger as an individual. But in the show, if you guys watch it, you'll see she feels like being in love and being married will kind of tie her down, which I think it's the opposite if you find that one person. But anyways, it's not the best show. Just watched it. Um, right now we are reading The Coworker in our book club. I am supposed to be receiving it today. So we have our book club meeting next week. I will tell you guys how it is. Apparently it's already a great book. So according to all the group messages. So I'll let you guys know. I should finish it next week. So I haven't really been reading anything else. Um, we did go to Fuerza Regida concert last weekend, which was so much fun, guys. We had such a good time. I ended up getting more drunk for the Fuerza Regida concert than I did last weekend for my birthday. And I was not expecting to get drunk for the Fuerza Regida. We were just kind of like taking shots at the house. Excuse me. We were taking shots at the house. And uh, it was... I don't know. I had three Moscow mules over there. And by the end of it, I literally tried recording a video of my feet walking out. And it was, I looked back at it the night, the, the next day and it was all shaky. Like I was like, what was I trying to record? I was honestly very, very drunk, um, for that concert. And then I don't know about you guys, but obviously when you're drunk, you want to eat food. We ordered pizza, but this is the second time I've had pizza right after drinking and it is not a good combination i just don't like it i don't think it just goes down good i don't know i just i will never do pizza again i told her i was like next time i'm drunk don't get pizza like do taco bell do something else because you're just pizza's not good i don't know i just i i've both times i've had it i just feel like disgusting the next day so anyways it was a good time i think at any concert that I've gone to Fuerza Regida is still one of my favorites they have the live banda like the freaking just das, 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 das. it's just like amazing if you are Mexican if you love Mexican music if you haven't gone to a Fuerza Regida concert you need to go because it is like a freaking live party it is so great I honestly preferred it better than the Peso Pluma and I know I love Peso Pluma but it was just two whole different vibes but so much fun and then we celebrated my birthday this last weekend, guys. I originally wasn't going to do anything. I was like, no, I'm not doing anything. I don't want to do anything. We do have a trip to LA coming up uh, for the business that we're opening. And for my birthday, there's, uh, there's a store I want to go to over there. And I was like, I'm just going to save my money. I don't really want to do anything. I just want to go to LA, buy my gift, buy my present, and then we'll come back. But everyone was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? So I had been wanting to go dancing too. And I feel like the only time we go dancing is when it's one of ours birthday. And that's pretty much it. We go dancing like twice a year. And so I was like, fuck it, let's go for my birthday. So we went to a club here in Houston called Conejo Malo. It was good. It wasn't great. It was way too packed. I was, we, my, my friend group, and I were, were really overdressed, which I like being really dressed when I go out, especially because it was my birthday. But I feel like that place was just like more young kids, not so overly dressed. It was way too packed. Like, honestly, if I wouldn't have been a little bit tipsy knowing my ass, I would have had a panic attack because when we were leaving. So our friend Eddie got really fucked up, really fucked up. It was the funniest thing in the world. He just went from zero to 100 so quick he sat down in his head but like went down I was like is he is he fucking around and he wasn't so Art picked him up had to carry him out I'm like 
I sober up. Every all the girls sober up real quick. We're like, oh shit. And then our, he's just cracking up the whole time. Everyone was freaking out a little bit. And then we look over at him and he's smiling, right? He didn't make like a scene, like no one fought or anything, which I think is just hilarious because I was like, thank you, Eddie. You made a grand exit for me because everyone at that club was staring at us leaving the club. And there was an outdoor section too in the, where we left and everyone had their phones out. I, I was kind of tizzy. So I was just like cracking up. I was like waving to everyone. Um, but it was a good time. I think the music was really good the sections were just really small would I go back again I would go back again if I was just gonna go and suffer a drink and dance for like 30 minutes to an hour would I get a whole section there again probably not um I've heard the outdoor area is good maybe in the fall I'll get an outdoor section but right now in the summertime I just I was not gonna sit out there with my hair freshly done and makeup in 90 degree weather I was like absolutely not but the music choice and everything was actually really really good um we got a party bus uh, the boys ended up doing the show for us. The girls didn't really, we didn't, weren't drunk. So I think because we weren't tipsy, I just didn't want to be up there dancing on a pole in front of my guy friends. Right. And like, I know they wouldn't have cared or looked at it that way, but I just wasn't tips, tipsy enough to be like, yeah, I'm going to get on a pole. Okay. I hardly, you guys know, I've talked about this on the podcast before. I don't even do strip teases for Chris cause I start cracking up. So doing a little pole dance. I just, I feel, I'm very, I'm a very confident woman. I think I'm sexy, but when it comes to stuff like that, I don't know if I feel sexy enough to do a whole performance like the guys did. It was, it was a really, really good time. So that was my birthday guys. Um, and then we did a little cake and that was pretty much it. Uh, also lastly, before we get, we get into what I've learned, um, I did start my actual health hormone journey this week. I am working with Audrey. Um, if you guys have questions, I can send you her info. Um, and I am really excited because we really think that we can help uh, all my hormonal health that I've been having. I've just been really tired lately, guys, like extremely, extremely tired. Um, just really just feeling down and holding on to more water, holding on to inflammation. And not only that with my endometriosis, it's been really bad. And, um, my gut health hasn't been the best. And so she thinks that we can really tackle on my gut health, my hormonal health, and really help with my endometriosis, uh, doing this natural way of things. And I'm really, really excited because I feel like for once I, I, I feel hope. And I think in the beginning of the, of the year, I told you guys I was supposed to take a little bit more of a break, but I think the pressure of, I was already lean and not being lean was really, really heavy, weighed heavy on my mind. And then summer was coming right and I was like I have to look good for summer because I have to look good for TikToks and reels and I have to look good for social media and I have to look good for my OnlyFans well now that the winter is coming I feel like the pressure not only because the winter is coming but I feel like my body dysmorphia isn't there as much anymore I feel like I'm more receptive to okay my body's going to change I might be gaining a little bit of weight but I'm okay with it right because I'm not like going to be in a bikini these next few months I'm going to be um you know everyone's kind of into the fall vibes or whatever. And I just feel like it's the best time for me to really get started on my health journey so that the beginning of next year, I can really feel my best. And I'm not going through this shit 
still, right? Um, it's scary to completely change. And we got in a phone call or Audrey, you know, she told me, she was like, you know, this is going to be probably harder for you because we are going to be seeing the scale go up a little bit. Um, and you are going to be doing a lot less. She only wants me training three days a week, no running, no spin, which probably means I won't get to run my half marathon this year. Um, which was, you guys know, a really, really big goal of mine to run it in January. We don't know, right? Maybe my health will get better, but I definitely think that this is more important to me than running that half marathon because I can all I can always run a half marathon, but I don't always want to be dealing with this much pain and this much tiredness and this the way that I feel. It's it's not it's not healthy and it's not good for my mental health either. And so I finally decided, okay, I'm going to do something about it. So we've scaled back on a lot of things. I'm just working out three days a week, eating a lot more food and um, walking. So just making get, sure we get steps in and things like that. And until um, I'm also doing a poop test. So uh, that should be coming in soon. And so we're going to, you know, tackle all these things. And I'm really excited because I finally feel like, I'm doing something for myself and I'm not living in this pain, right? Or feel like I have to be living in this pain because it's been really, really hard. So yeah, guys, a little intro for you guys about my life. That's that's pretty much it. So I was thinking about today's episode and I was like, okay, what can I talk about? What's been really going on in my life? And the other day I was kind of reflecting in the car about my 28th birthday, right? Like what I, what's been going on in the last year from 28 to 29 and I will say, guys, that this past whole birth year has definitely been one of the most challenging years of my life for me in a personal way. Um, the amount of growth that has happened within this last year is crazy to look at. Because if you guys think back to when I turned last year, my birthday, right after my birthday, I did prep. I did prep for four months, then post prep, I dealt with post prep depression, post prep body dysmorphia, post prep, all the post prep stuff, all the hormonal stuff. Um, and then I dealt with all the mental health stuff, all the depression, anxiety stuff. And I know I'm saying this all like all, all as all these bad things. And although they seem like they were bad things at the time, there are things that generally, genuinely made me better. Like everything prep made me who I am for sure today. I am so glad I went to through prep last year because um, if you guys are new to the channel, I went to a body, I did a bodybuilding show last year and it's not my first one, I've done multiple ones, but going through that prep on my own, cause all the ones before that, for the most part, I did them with Chris. I always thought I wasn't gonna be strong enough to do one on my own. I was like, I don't think I'm mentally strong to do one on my own. I'm always the type to like, bitch and complain. I have been, I'm, I'm going to admit it. And I was like, I'm, I know things are going to get really, really hard with food. I never complained about the work. I complain about the food and I'm like, I feel like I'm going to complain about the food and want to quit or like, and I'm not going to have a cop out. Right. And I going into the last prep, last prep, I didn't, I didn't complain once I did everything I had to do. And just truly believing that I was capable of doing it guys, it completely shifted my mind as to what I was capable of and just really digging deep and seeing how much I could push myself and push my body was just really, really incredible. And I am so grateful that I went through that because I think that I had always wondered, is this life for me? Is it competing life for me? Is it something that I always want to do? And 
going through that last year, I realized I love the grind. I love it. I can do it. I'm, I live the lifestyle of a pro. I am very, very dedicated and I take everything really serious, but the pro life is not for me. The bodybuilding life, competing life is not for me. It's not something I want to do. It's not something I'm passionate about and it's not something I want for myself. And I would not have figured that out if I would not have done it. So if I've learned anything this year is you have to try things as much as you resist. Cause I'm telling you this year has been a lot of fucking resisting. I've been resisting a lot of things, but at the end of the day, you always end up feeling better when you do things, even if you're not good at it, even if you realize down the road, it's not something for you going through those obstacles, going through those changes always ends up making you a better person. So I am so grateful that I went through that prep because it made me such a stronger person. I will say that because I dealt with a post um, show depression at that point in the beginning of the year, I didn't feel that I didn't feel like I was strong. I felt like I was weak. I was like, why am I having all these weak thoughts? Why can't I get out of it? But I'm telling you guys when you're in that, And if you're going through a depression episode, it is really hard. It is so hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel. You can't get out of it. And I cannot, when I think back at my body dysmorphia, I am like, I still can't believe it. I can't believe how your brain can trick you so bad. I cannot believe I was the lean, so lean. So I looked so good. And my mind was still telling me that I was fat. Like I cannot it's still really hard for me to understand that. And it's, you know, it sucks that I was hard on myself during that time, but there's, when it's you versus you like that, there's nothing anyone can say to get you out of it. You just have to let time, time get you out of it. And, um, guys, I, I feel like going through those changes in the beginning of the year really taught me to be more compassionate towards myself. I remember saying that my new year's resolution, I wanted to be more compassionate towards myself, but I didn't really think I was going to be. Well, this fucking year was like, no, you are going to be more compassionate towards yourself. And I was, I think having to take a step back in the beginning of the year and actually like, because I was so inflamed, take a step back from training, not be so hard on myself. It let me be more compassionate towards myself. It made me appreciate my body so much more. It made me realize I can't be killing myself every day. This body does so much for me and I'm just trying to be her up every single day. Like why? It is okay. It does not make you weak. It does not make you a failure by not going full force on killing your body every day. I realize some days you're going to have to give your body a little bit of a break. Some days you are, your body's going to prefer a walk versus hit cardio or sprints. And that is okay. That doesn't mean you're going to lose your progress. That doesn't mean that you're weak or that you don't work just as hard as the other person. That just means that that, that day you needed more of a break. And Guys, I can't tell you how much before if I missed a spin session or I missed 
a running session, I would literally fall apart. And not because I had goals. I think it's different. I think when you're you're really working on like, you have a specific goal with prep, yes. Or I wanna lose X amount of weight in this time. If you miss a session, obviously you're gonna feel guilt because you set a goal for yourself. You were like, I'm gonna do this goal and I'm gonna... I'm going to achieve it. But when you're living this lifestyle, just a regular lifestyle, and you're trying to just live healthy and good, and you're constantly killing yourself for no fucking reason, then that's what I mean. You need more compassionate. You need to be more compassionate. You need to be, let yourself catch a break because at the end of the day, yes, you're trying to be better. You're trying to be a better version of yourself and you're trying to be healthy, but being healthy does not mean killing yourself every day, right? You have nothing to prove to anyone but yourself. And I think sometimes I felt like, I had to prove that I was like this badass bitch, but that doesn't mean that I have to kill myself to prove myself that I'm a badass bitch, right? And so really taking this year and learning to be more compassionate towards myself has really helped. It's helped me be more patient with things. I feel like I'm a lot more patient within myself. I feel like I'm a lot more patient in my relationship um, with Chris, with other people. It's really just changed my mindset on being kind to myself. And I'm just really grateful for that. I also think it's, it's kind of made me, I think before it was like killing myself, being this like hard person, having a hard shell on the outside this year, because I've been showing more compassion to towards myself. I've been showing more compassion towards other others. And I've allowed myself to kind of put my guard down. Yes. I still have boundaries with people, but it's okay to have my guard down. I think for a really long time, I didn't know how to separate my guard and setting boundaries. I was like, okay, well, my guard's up and I'm setting high boundaries with people. And it really allowed, it didn't allow me to make connections with people. It didn't allow me to really put myself out there, I guess, because I was scared. And guys, I will say when I first moved to Houston, I was this completely different person. I don't want to say I was more naive because I wasn't. I think that I just grew up differently. I went, I was, I grew up in Georgia with it, with Southern hospitality. It was a big thing. And when I moved here, I saw how people would be very, people were very different. People were very, um, different in your face and then behind your back, they would talk a lot of stuff. And I saw how much people talked about other people. Um, and it really made me like, be like, fuck, I need to like guard myself. I, I, I like, I need to guard myself because like people are just out here fucking being ruthless and people think that you want something from them and people have this perception of you. And it made me like feel guarded and it made me feel like I had to protect myself. Um, and yes, I got hurt a few times, but I think all of that negativity and all the like, oh, people are out here to get you and people are out here to take what you want and what you have made me guard myself. It made me get scared of like everyone else around me. I'm like, no, 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 no. Because anyone who gets close to me wants something from me and they're going to take what I have. And what I've learned throughout the years, and especially this year, is that's not the way it is, right? Not everyone wants something from you, and not like not everyone has an agenda when they meet you. 
I think it's scary being in the influencer world because sometimes you feel that way, but not everyone does. I genuinely like, yes, I want to meet people because I want to connect because I know it's going to help my business, but I also want to meet people because I want to connect with like-minded people because it's so fucking empowering to be around women who are doing the same shit that I'm doing, being boss ass bitches, handling their fucking family, handling their shit and wanting to be good friends and be good supporters and be there for you. Be a be a kind woman. Like it is amazing to see that. And that's the kind of people I want in my life. And I know my, my circle is small right now, but I do want a bigger circle. I want a bigger circle of like-minded individuals. And for a long time, I didn't think that was possible because I felt like everyone was out to get you. Everyone was out to take what was yours, but the world is so fucking big guys. And the world is there's so much room for everyone to grow. And there's one thing I've learned. There is no one like you and you are never going to be anyone else. You can't be Susan. You can't be this person. You can't be that person. You are you. You can take qualities from other people that you like, but you are still going to be you. And I think learning that was one of the best things and learning the compassion, compassion part of it really helped me be like, you know what? I can set boundaries with people because boundaries are really important, right? I don't need to let everyone in, but I can bring down my wall so that I can meet new people. And that's why to me recently, it's been so important to build community because why not? Why not surround yourself with like-minded individuals? Why not share the things that you've learned? Help somebody who's going through the shit that you went through make that journey a lot easier for them. Why not? Like if I can help you, why, why not? And if you can help me, why not? I just, I'm like, I think having this epiphany and going through this stuff and showing compassion towards myself and through others has helped me like really want to network more, really want to put myself out there more because I think now I don't have the fear of getting hurt. I don't have the fear of someone taking something away from me because they can't take anything from me that I'm not wanting to give because you can't be me and I'm still going to be me. I'm still going to do the things that I want to do. I'm still going to hustle for me. And if I just heard this other day, and if someone makes a connection, if I put someone on with, with so-and-so and they are doing better than me, good for them. That just, that just means I need to work harder because that person is working harder, right? It's my own fault. If they're taking, they're going to get what that's meant for them and I'm going to get what's meant for me. And if they're working harder, that means I got to level up, right? It doesn't mean anything else. It means I have to level up because they're leveling up. And so just showing compassionate towards myself has really, really helped me just become a different person. It's really helped me see things differently. And it's helped me see people differently too. I think this year, another thing that I really learned is that people are very fucking complex individuals. We are very complex individuals. And I'm a Virgo, I'm an overthinker, and I've always been an overthinker, and I'm really trying really hard to help with that. And something that um, I really enjoy from Mel Robbins is she says, let, let them, just let them. Your friends go out to eat without you, let them. This person does this, let them. Just let them. It'll bring less anxiety and stress in your life, and you'll get to see people's true colors. And I think establishing that in my life has really, really, really fucking helped. And I'm just... I'm grateful that I'm seeing things in this way now and just people are complex and you're never going to really know. People do things for themselves. And, and honestly, 99% of the time, it has nothing to do with you. And I think accepting that has really helped me accept people for who they are. And it's really helped me take a step back and be like, they're 
their perception on life, what they're going through, whatever is, has nothing to do with me and it has more to do with them. So just really like taking a step back and not expecting things from people and just letting people be who them, who they are has helped me because guys, one of the hardest things that people don't, you don't learn. Like even in high school or when I was in my young twenties, I didn't realize how complex people are and they are fucking complex and people are entitled to do what they want and they are entitled to change their mind on things i can't tell you i'm a completely different person now than i was when in my in my early 20s and the things i want now are completely different than i wanted in my younger 20s and it's okay people change we go through different life experiences and it's normal for us to want different things and some people come into your life for short amount of time to teach you things and then they leave and that's okay right it's part of life it's part of growing up and it's part of just taking the good with the bad and just appreciating those moments that you have with people. And I think that I've been doing a lot recently just because your time with that person is not guaranteed. So I'm just trying to take in as much as I can with the people I have around me right now, because I know that they're serving my life a purpose and right now, and I know that I'm serving their life a purpose right now. And it's just, it's really great that, you know, when you see things in that perspective and just really like, just see people differently. And it's really helped me just see people differently. I also feel like, you know, I was, I had this fear of getting older and, uh, I just, I felt like the, especially in the beginning of the year when I was going through all my shit, I was like, Oh my God, I'm getting older. Oh my God. I, I'm like, don't even go out. I just like started, like, I felt like I was being rushed and Chris was like, wait, what, what is going on? Like, why do you suddenly have to feel like we have to be at a club or going out and this and that to feel like you're young. And I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like this pressure that like, I'll be 29 this year. And like, I, did I enjoy all my twenties? Did I enjoy going out? Did I enjoy this and that? And I'm like, I felt so much pressure to like do all this stuff that quote unquote made me feel young when I'm like, that doesn't even matter just because I'm like not going out on a Saturday night doesn't mean I'm not young or that I'm not enjoying my life. And I just felt like I had this pressure and like, oh my God, turning 30 was this like huge, like I'm going to be old now. And now that I'm, even though I'm not turning even 30 yet, I just turned 29, but I felt like this pressure. And one thing that really helped me, I was at the dark sport trip a few months ago. And one of the photographers, Cameron, shout out to Cameron. Um, I, I love, I, if you guys know me, I'm always with the photographers. I love them. I feel like I just, I just buy with them a lot, a lot more than I do the athletes, but we were in the car and he asked me, he's like, if you don't know how old you were, how old would you think you are? And all the guys were like, ah, I feel like I'd be like 18, 19, 20. And they're all older than me. They're like early 30s. And I was like, really? They were like, yeah. And I was like, honestly, I feel like I'm like 32. And he was like, why? Why do you feel that way? And I was like, honestly, I don't know. I think it's the stress. Sometimes I feel like all the stress and all this pressure to like just be be an adult and pressure to have my shit and my life together, have a house, have your family's houses, pay it off. Like all this stuff, like I feel old and like my body, I guess, cause I've, I've been going through like the inflammation too, doesn't help. And I'm so grateful. He asked me that question. Cause it made me realize I didn't want to feel that way. It's like, I don't want to feel like that. I was like, I want to feel like you guys, I want to feel like I'm in my early twenties. And Brittany, you guys know, she's one of my closest friends. She's like, dude, I feel like I'm 21. I feel like I'm thriving, baby girl. And I'm like, she's she's a little younger than me. I think she's 28. And I was like, damn, I want, I want to feel like that. I feel like 
there's nothing wrong with being in your 30s. By all means, if you guys are in your 30s, you're listening to this, I'm not trying to diss 30s at all because I've heard they're the best years. I truly, truly think they're gonna be the best years of my life. But I don't, I, I'm sure you guys felt this. When you guys are turning 30, you feel like this pressure and like you're old, right? You're gonna be looked at as old. And I, I, I don't think it's that. I think it's the mindset, right? And now I'm looking at it like, yes, I might be turning 30, but baby girl, I'm going to be 30 and thriving. And I feel good. And I want to feel good. I was just having this like negative connotation with getting older. And I don't, I was like, fuck that. I don't want that. I want to be like you guys. I want to feel young. I want to do crazy shit. And I think sometimes even too, in the way I was dressing, I was like dressing older. And Chris is like, what? The, like, can you go put on, can you go put on a tight dress? And I'm like, no, because we're going out to dinner. And this just like, like, I don't know. He's like, you need to stop because you're young. You need to, you're like, why are you trying to dress like an old lady or something? And I'm like, okay, fine. Like, I don't know. It was like my whole mind shift and mindset. And so I had this mindset shift recently with, with that trip. And I'm really glad that happened because now I'm like, I just turned 29 and I'm like, fuck yeah, I feel good. I feel great. And like, now I'm excited to plan my 30th, which I'm going to go fucking hard in. But like, I want to enjoy my last year, my twenties. I really do. I want to enjoy the last year, my twenties. And I'm really, really excited for what this year's has, has to bring. And I just feel like this, like I, everything I've gone through, like you guys, I, what you guys just heard has been challenging. Everything has been really challenging and I'll end it with the most challenging thing for me this year has been my depression and my anxiety and, um, depression, anxiety is, is, is no joke guys. And you guys, I tell you guys this a lot and I'm a big advocate now for mental health. And for a long time, I, I thought that it was like a, a sign of weakness and now more so than ever. I think if you are willing to share your mental health struggle, it's a sign of strength because it takes a lot of fucking courage to look at another person and say, I'm struggling. My life is not perfect. It takes courage. It takes gut. It takes wanting to get better to look at another person and tell them, hey, I'm really struggling right now. My life isn't perfect because so many people want to front that they have a perfect lifestyle, that nothing's going on, that they haven't made, that they have the money, they have the family, they have the kids. Oh my God, my life is so perfect. When in reality, it's not. And something I've always said is, especially with my social media, I never want to be someone I'm not. I don't ever want to fake anything. I don't have anything to prove to anyone. I don't give a fuck. Like I could, I could literally be on here and saying, you guys could look at my life and my life probably think, you guys probably think, oh, I'm a millionaire. I'd be like, yeah, I fucking make millions don't I've told you guys there I haven't made my million I haven't and I will I will have my I will make my fucking million before I'm 30 and that is my goal I will make my million before I am 30 promise you guys but I'm not gonna sit here in front that I have millions because I don't what is the point of being someone you're not what is the point of faking a personality that's not you it's exhausting and you will never deep down ever feel good enough if you keep showing up as someone that's not you. And so this year, I just wanted to be like, you know what? I am strongly mentally. I am. I do have depression. My my depression runs in my family. And it, it has been really hard to work through it. I've had therapy. I've done hypnosis. I've done a lot of things. And now I'm taking a step further into it and trying to heal my depression and my anxiety in a different way. And um, it's helping. And I just, I want to say that it's, takes a lot of courage to share your mental health journey with someone. But I promise you, it doesn't show any weakness. 
Screw whatever people have to say. Screw people who say, oh no, I don't have time to check in with myself and for mental health and to be depressed and anxious. Everyone has experiences some sort of anxiety once in their life. And depression, when you're in it, guys, sometimes it just fucking happens. It's not, it's not like, you know, you wake up and you're like, you know what? I'm going to be depressed today. No, you wake up and you just feel it. And sometimes you can do everything in your power to not feel that way. You can tell yourself positive uh, uh, things in the mirror. You can go for a morning walk. You can go exercise. And at the end of the day, you still fucking feel depressed and you don't know why. And sometimes it's just a feeling that you just have to trust that you can work it out and journal and pray or do whatever it is to get it out. But I promise you, you can get it out as long as you're willing to work through it you can get it out. And I feel like this year has really been a challenging year in that aspect. I've really had to take a really deep look into myself. And I told my friend the other day, I think one of the biggest life lessons I learned this year is inner work is a constant, takes constant, constant work. And I know that kind of uh, the, the wording there is not the best, but Last year I went through therapy. I was like, I'm working on myself and I'll be done. I was like, oh, I work, I'll work out this problem. I work out my, my, um, past trauma, my family trauma that I have or whatever. I was like, and then I'm going to be fine. I'm going to work through it. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be this new person. God was I freaking wrong. Inner work takes, takes a lot of commitment and takes a lot of patience and takes time because why we're constantly growing. I knew that. I knew that as individuals were constantly growing. But I didn't realize that as I'm constantly growing, I'm constantly having to work on my inner self. And that has been a really, really big reality check for me. And this year, I've had to keep working on my inner self. It takes, if you truly want to get better, if you truly want to heal, if you truly want to take a, a next step into your life, you constantly have to be healing. You constantly have to be doing the inner work for yourself, for the especially too for the people that you love and around you. I want to be better. I want to be a better version of myself for me. I want to heal any issues I have for me, but also for my relationship. I think healing myself, being more compassionate, like you said, like I've said, has really helped me be more passionate, uh, no, patient in my relationship with Chris. I feel like I'm more compassionate towards him. I feel like I really take a, a deep breath before, um, you know, laying next to him on the couch instead of being this anxious person instead of like when I'm anxious trying to get everything out and yelling and I don't actually yell at him but like I I get frustrated and like it's really taught me to be more calm and I'm really grateful for that because I can be a better version for myself and for the people around me for my friends for my family if they need advice I can give them better advice than I was than I could have last year so working on yourself is a constant constant takes constant constant work and um it's takes a lot of patience so be patient with yourself be patient with others who are going through a self-discovery journey and we'll talk more about that on the um seminar i promise you guys and um i'm really excited to put you guys through different um different inner work um challenges so that you guys can really take some time to take a look within yourself and see what it is that you need to change within you. So um, those are just a little bit of the things that have gone through the last year that I feel like really has helped me, really has helped me transform into this better version of myself. And like I said, I'm not done here. I'm going to keep growing. I'm going to keep changing and I'm going to keep, cha- I'm going to keep sharing my life with you guys because I know that if at least it's helping one person out there, 
That's all I care about. I've said it. I, if you guys listen to, if you guys watch my story last week, someone called me out for being a motivational speaker. I will say this right here. I am not a motivational speaker. I don't consider myself a motivational speaker. I did not, I did not start this podcast to be a motivational speaker by all means. I've anything. I'm a little bit more scared to step into the motivational speaker side of things. I actually just, I, I knew that I was throwing this event. And then yesterday as, as I was typing and like just organizing some things of the, about the event, it hit me that I had to go up on stage and talk. And I was like, shit, the stress is real now. Now I'm starting to get like all anxious and stuff, but I'm not a motivational speaker guys. I am just here to share my life with you to share my challenges with you how i've overcome those challenges and maybe it'll help you and if it doesn't it doesn't but we are here what to provoke thought to challenge your way of thinking so hopefully it could help you maybe it'll help your family you never know so i'm not a motivational speaker i'm not out here you know trying to like you know if i can change the world great but you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I'm the smartest person in the room. I just think that if I can help someone with my life experience, why not? So thank you guys so much for listening. The tickets will be available for the provocative experience today. As you're listening on the podcast, look at the, the, on the podcast, Instagram, the link will be there. You can also go to the website, jazzyfit.me. There'll be a link where it says provocative experience just go there and you can get tickets it is very very limited ladies so get to it thank you guys so much for listening and i will see you guys next week bye i'm not gonna be the